Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. So I'm going to try something different today. First of all, this is impromptu. I'm going to send this out on a day that I don't normally send my podcasts out. But uh, what I'm going to try is a before and after, which means I'm going to record a podcast for you now. And then um, because I'm going to an event today and I want to talk to you about that event. And then at the end of the event, I am going to record a after podcast. I'm going to tell you how it went. So let me give you some context, my friend, so you understand what is this crazy Canadian guy talking about. So I am going to an all-day event today. It's a party. Starts around 1 o'clock. Probably going to end around 11 or 12 midnight. So I'm going to be at an event all day, and as you have picked up in previous podcasts, you know, my focus is all about uh, building and maintaining a successful body, and I am now stepping into that space. I mentioned about the obesity epidemic and everything else, that I'm stepping into that space to help people out, that I know that I have content different than what everybody else is putting out there that's going to make a difference. But um, one of the things I do have is I have a willpower course. And I'm just going to go on a little aside here for a second. Uh, I created that willpower course back about five years ago. And one of the things I was really conscious about at the time was I wanted it to be evergreen. Evergreen meaning that it would stand the test of time. So it's principle-based. And the whole essence of the program is uh, there are five steps that, you know, we people misunderstand what willpower is. Um, people think that it's this magical force that sort of shows up in these moments that matter and that you are miraculously going to do that hard stuff that you know will have huge benefits on your life. And that, that doesn't work, right? You know, we, we sort of cross our fingers. It's sort of like hope willpower. You know, you cross your fingers and you hope magic's going to happen and very seldom does magic happen. And uh, so the whole course was how you actually go about creating deliberate discipline. And I created the course and it was so painful to create for me back then because I didn't know how to create courses. So I had to learn it all on my own. I did the whole course. I realized that it wasn't up to my standards. So I had to redo it again. I reshot the videos. I re-recorded the, the audio. All, in, all told, I spent about 500 hours on that course. I had some help from a friend of mine, but I spent about 500 hours personally on that course. And it was such a painful experience that I wanted nothing to do with courses <laughs> um, up until up until like recently. You know, I was so scarred by that event that I didn't want anything to do with it. But anyhow, I went back through my willpower course because I'm going to be doing a, a, a soft launch to you guys uh, in, over the next week. And uh, you can stay tuned. There'll be more on that. But I've been going through the course and just updating it. So putting in uh, new bonuses that would help people be able to successfully complete the course and then showing them some case studies about how to begin to build willpower in their life and how to pick, you know, like where do you start and those sorts of things. So I'm going through that right now. But, you know, I went through the course. So I watched the whole course again myself. And I was amazed. This is going to sound weird or or maybe boastful. But I went through it and I was like, this is really good. And what struck me about that was that I am so, and maybe most of you can relate to this, but I am so critical of myself. In fact, overly critical. And I used to think that that was a a badge of honor. And I realize now that that is a destructive force that 
holds so many of us back from doing great things in the world is that we're so critical and we expect so much of ourselves and yet um, we have such a lower bar for other people. It's like, yeah, don't worry. You made a mistake. It's okay. I forgive you. Get back on the horse and do it again. And yet we don't do that with ourselves. So anyhow, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. But the whole essence of the willpower course is that there are five steps to deliberately building discipline. And then, you know, and you go through the process, you know. And so the five steps, I'll go through the five steps very quickly. You start by deciding in advance. You have to have a clear vision of where you're going. Once you know where you're going, you create a blueprint for success, so you, you put a plan together, and then you have to practice that plan. Now, practice can take different forms. Sometimes you're thrown right into the fire. You know? So if you're taking sugar out of your diet, your practice is every day, I got to make sure that none of my meals have sugar. Um, and then once you go through the practice, there is um, the fourth step, which is to remove resistance. And I added a, a new step as part of that and record results. Right? So what happened? What happened? And then the fifth step is to extract wisdom. So I'm going to this event today, all-day event, and there are going to be all kinds of obstacles in my way when I go there, right? So first of all, food galore, alcohol galore, all free, and soft drinks, sugar, treats, you name it, all these things are going to be there. Now, one of my vital behaviors, no sugar in my diet anymore, and that's a lifetime habit. Now, that's not a, yeah, I'm going to try it for 30 days. It's like, nope, that, that whole concept of a, a short-term trial doesn't work because as soon as you put a number on it, there's a reverse countdown, and by the end of that, you're, like, you're right back where you once were. So this is a lifetime habit. So I've got all these things that I have to navigate today, and I just kind of want to walk you through how I'm thinking about them. So first of all, um, I've already done a huge amount of preparation for this event because I have a list of 10 vital behaviors that I perform every single day without fail. And at the end of the day, I, I, I give myself a score out of 10, and then I have a journal where I record and extract wisdom. So if there were any difficulties, I, I pull out you know, what happened, what I'm going to do you know, what I think triggered it, what I'm going to do differently next time. And when I have successes, I break those down too. And it's like, oh, you know, I did this. And so now I'm going to adopt this. And this is my new mental conditioning moving forward. So I've already done the work. I've done the practice already. So this is just simply a, I'm now putting myself in an environment where I don't control what's there, right? So I'm walking into somebody else's environment. So here's my plan. This is what I'm going to be doing today. And as I said, it's the same thing I'm doing every day. But um, so again, no sugar. Well, first of all, sorry, let me backtrack. So I eat my, this is how I eat my meals. I eat my first meal at 12. I eat my second meal at five. And I eat my third meal at around 930. So my first meal, I, I have to leave a little bit before 12 because I'm also designated driver today. This is a, a birthday party for my uncle who's turning 80. So some of his sisters are in from uh, a city that's about four or five hours away from here, and or maybe about six hours away from here. And I'm going to be driving them around all day. So I'm the designated driver. So there's no alcohol going to be involved on my end. However, alcohol currently is not in my diet. Now, I don't drink much anyway. I will have – I'll go months without having a drink, and then I might, have, I might have one or two at a social event or whatever. And I am undecided at this point in time where I sit with alcohol. But right now, none anyway. So I wasn't planning on having any, but I'm the designated driver, so um, that's, that adds added incentive to not having any, but I wasn't having any anyhow. So there'll be no alcohol. So regardless of what's going on, no alcohol. 
two drinks that I will be having today, water and lots of it and coffee. And I have to be careful with coffee because it's easy to overdo it. But uh, I will have a few uh, coffees. And I was also thinking what I found with water, if I put lemon in it, I tend to drink it slower and it, sorry, that sounded, I think I slurred my speech there. <laughs> maybe I have been drinking uh, or maybe I should be drinking. And uh, so it, I tend to drink it slower and it kind of makes me, I don't know, it, it sort of makes me feel, you know, satiated when it came, comes to thirst. I don't know if you can use satiated with thirst. Anyhow, I just did. You're going to have to deal with that. So lots of water, uh, the occasional coffee, and that's it for drinks. In terms of food, no snacking whatsoever. So there's also going to be, I'm picking up some veggie trays and fruit trays as well. And I know there's going to be meats and stuff that are going to be out throughout the day. No snacking. So none of that stuff until around five o'clock. Now, my second meal is at five. I don't think we're eating. So they're also, it's a catered meal. So I did inquire in advance to ask what's there. Because I eat a, I pre, I eat a pretty simple <laughs> – again, I, what's going on with my words here? Um, I eat a pretty simple meal plan. I, I actually follow a template. So my second meal is a protein, six ounces of vegetables, a fat, and a fruit. So I am going to bring an apple with me. I'm also going to bring my food scale with me. I measure all my food. Now – this the food scale to be honest is going to be a little weird for me because that would mean that I'm going to be measuring my food in front of about 30 people and I am I'm excited to see excited curious probably a little bit nervous about what the reaction is going to be like what are you doing you weirdo oh don't worry I'm just weighing my food but um I want to – again, you know what? That's what I – the reason I weigh my food is because I'm an overeater. And I used to think that my overeating problem was junk food. But it turns out that it's not junk food. I overeat a lot of the healthy stuff like raw nuts and meats and you name it. I will, I'm like a dog. I'm pretty sure I was a dog in another life. If you put a plate of food out – I will eat it all. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you not eating that? Let me eat yours too. How about you? I'll eat your. I'll eat everything. My goodness, I'd probably eat the garbage bag if I could. It's telling you, it's crazy. It's crazy. So the food scale keeps me from overeating so that I, I eat exactly what I need to eat. And that is it. So second meal. So they're probably not going to be eating. I'm going to say six, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being about 630. So I, I and I think I'm just going to wait. So I have two options with that. Um, oh, so, uh, sorry, I'm all over the place. By the way, my first meal, because I'm leaving the house before my first meal, I'm actually going to make my first meal, which is going to be oatmeal and eggs with banana. Uh, I'm going to make that. I'm going to put it in a container. I'm going to bring it with me, and then I'm going to eat it at noon. I'll probably be uh, – I have to pick up my ants at 1230, so I will eat that meal before I get there. Um, the, so the second meal, I'm not going to bring anything with me because I, I, I had already inquired about what they're serving and I'm picking a veggie tray, so I know there's going to be vegetables and stuff like that and fruits available. So I have options. So I want to, I want to make do with the options that are there. I want to exercise the discipline. To I'm also looking at this as a practice in discipline. I want to exercise the discipline to have success uh, with the event and, and what choices I do have available. Because sometimes in life, stuff happens, and you don't have the opportunity to bring the stuff that you 
need to bring with you. So how do you make do with what is available? And this is a very much a creative act. I want to do another podcast on this. I was thinking about this the other day, but this whole journey to building creative body, it's an art. It preys on the same types of resistance that anybody who creates stuff does, whether you're a writer, a sculptor, a um, a musician, it doesn't matter. The, 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 the principles of resistance are still the same. They still, um, they're all the same. So this is very much a creative act. So I want to see, I want to put my creative juices to work and, and figure out how to eat within my template and my, my uh, scorecard so that I have a successful day today. So that's meal number two. I don't know what to do about meal number three yet because I said I eat later than I know most people will. So what I might do, I'm going to bring an extra container with me. And what I might do is essentially repeat that meal again at 9.30. Whatever I had at 5, I'll have it again. I think there's chicken and beef. And so I do have, um, I haven't been eating beef lately, but uh, I will probably have it today. So what I might do is maybe have chicken at one meal and then I'll have Uh, beef at the other now that's provided that again i don't know what the chicken is like if it's kentucky fried chicken nope i won't be having that too much garbage attached to that so again i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to make some decisions on that uh when it happens but my plan right now is to either double up on meal number two or if depending if the options are suitable for me and there's foods there that like if if the meats and stuff haven't been uh, infested with sugar, then I can have those. And then the last thing I'll say about that is if there's nothing available for me, because I'm the designated driver, I have access to a van, I'm just going to drive down to a grocery store and I'll pick something up for myself and I'll come back and I'll make it. So that's my, that's my third option. So uh, this is the before. I have no idea how this is going to play itself out yet. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to lay out for you how I'm thinking about this and the, one of the good things about this is because I've been working on this for so long, I'm not worried about it. You know, for a lot of us, when we first start out with this, this is like, oh my God, what am I going to do? That's my Oprah Im- imitation. It's a bad one. I've done it before. I'll keep doing it. Sorry, Oprah. But uh, you know, like this, this is a real hot spot for us, right? It's like, oh my God, how do I do this? So I just wanted you to hear me literally thinking out loud about what my plan is today. I said, but I'm, I'm super confident. I'm not concerned at all about um, falling. I, am, I, I, I have a clear plan of what I'm going to do. So I said I already know what the outcome is going to look like. The outcome is um, a, a perfect scorecard, which is 10 out of 10. I've got my plan. I, I, I've put things in place that are going to help me succeed today, planning meals in advance, what I'm going to do for different meals, what I'm going to do if those options don't work out. And uh, the practice I've already done. I've been doing the practice now for... Months and months and months and months and months. So I am, I've, my confidence is sky high. I'm not overly confident. I said I'm not going in there thinking like, oh, I got nothing to worry about. You always have to be on guard because those bad habits, they don't go away. They just hide. They just sort of, they get pushed to the dark recesses of our brain, but they're still there. So I'm not going in overly confident, but I'm confident. I know that I'm going to succeed at this, so I'm not concerned about it. And I said, I I know what my plan is. So when I get back, I am going to tell you how the whole day went. Yeehaw! Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, I'm back. So it is about 12.30 at night. You can probably hear it in my voice. I've got my evening voice on. My phone sex voice. But don't worry. It's free of charge. Your credit card will not be billed. 
So uh, I just got back from the event. I am uh, pretty tired. Driving tires me out. So uh, let me give you a recap of how it went and uh, my takeaways from uh, from today's event. So uh, first of all, let me just sort of recap that you know one of the mistakes that people make when they're looking to build a successful body or a successful life for that matter, when they're going into difficult situations, is they don't actually have any kind of plan. And so I was talking about my willpower course that I created because essentially what it is, it's a five-step plan to build discipline, right? To build deliberate discipline. You don't go in and hope that things are going to go as planned. You put a plan in place and you work that plan like nobody has ever worked a plan. And so I have been doing this for so long now that I knew exactly what my plan was, right? So I had already, again, I have a scorecard for success, 10 vital behaviors. Um, One of those vital behaviors is I only eat three meals, no snacking in between, no sugar, no flour. So I already knew what it was I was going to be doing. The challenge was I wasn't doing it on my own terms. So um, I mentioned to you that I made my meal beforehand, my breakfast, which is my first meal. I eat at 12, 5, and 9.30. So I went to pick up the rental van that I was going to be driving. I went and picked that up at about 11 a.m. I knew I wouldn't be back home in time to actually make my dinner or my uh, first meal there. So I made it in advance and I brought it with me. I had to stop at Costco to pick something up before I went and picked up my aunts at 12.30. And so I ate my first meal in the car, actually, in sorry, in the rental van. So I ate it right at 12 o'clock. I made a point to really enjoy it. So one of the things, too, this is not just about eating better, but it's also about taking in the experience of having a meal and being conscious of um, the different foods and the tastes. And, you know, I will tell you as a quick aside, um, taking sugar out of my diet, it is amazing how great food tastes. Now, it's going to sound really weird, but like perfectly steamed broccoli with just a little bit of grass-fed butter, it's like, I'm like, are you kidding me that that's actually something that I really enjoy? And like when you steam it just right, it's just soft enough but also crunchy enough. Like it's amazing. It's amazing. I eat um, uh, for my second meal, I, I eat a fruit and I tend to eat. So like I bought uh, honey crisp apples at Costco. So of course you're buying them at Costco. So there's like 15 in a bag, right? So I've got two weeks worth of apples. Oh my goodness, a honey crisp apple. I'll describe it in one word, glorious. It is absolutely glorious. And I realized that's because I took sugar out of my diet. So not only has it allowed me to heal my brain because sugar messes with your brain, and that's a whole other podcast, uh, probably a course actually, uh, but it also allows you to heal your taste buds and, and allow them to kind of recover their ability to really taste foods. So anyhow, I didn't want to talk about sugar. I didn't want to talk about taste buds or anything else. So the mistake is, again, people go into these things completely unprepared. They're just going in and they're hoping that they do what they want, but they don't do any of the work. I've been doing the work for months and months and months and months and months. So how did it go? Um, so I ate meal number one in the vehicle. My next meal was not going to be until five. I knew that they were having the catered meal and I knew that that would probably come at around six or so. So I decided that I would just wait until that meal came. I would wait till that meal came. And I think we ended up eating at about six thirty. And so for that meal, it was buffet style. 
Um, there was pasta, there was roast beef, there was roast chicken, there were roasted vegetables, there were two different types of salads. So I went with, and again, when I eat, I have a template. My meals have a template. So I'm not, I just, I just look to, to make sure that I complete the template. So meal number two is a protein. It is uh, six ounces of vegetables. It is a fat and it is a fruit. I had roast beef. I had about 168 ounces of, uh, which, sorry, uh, six ounces is 168 grams of the roast vegetables. And I had the salad. And the salad was really simple. It was just uh, green leaf lettuce in a non-sugared vinaigrette, oil and vinegar dressing, with some radishes. So it was, it was all really simple. So I had that. The only thing I didn't do on that meal, I did not end up weighing my foods. So what ended up happening was there were a lot of people at this event. My my cousin lives uh, right at the end of the earth. Actually, it's not the end of the earth, but uh, they live on a lake. Uh, there's nobody, nobody. You look out, there's nobody in front of them. Like It literally feels like you're at the end of the earth. It is spectacular. But uh, I had to park a long way away from her house. I didn't feel like walking all the way back up to get my food scale. And I thought, in this instance, I'm more interested in making sure that I hit all 10 of my vital behaviors. My portion sizes, I can, I can live with if they're, if they're bigger than they should be. So I had a bit more roast beef than I probably would have had had I measured it. But I thought, that's okay. That's not, that, again, it's not, that doesn't happen every day. I'm super strict with that. When I'm out, eyeballing it is okay. So I had more roast beef than I would have had if I'd been measuring. But again, it still falls in line with everything that I'm looking to do. So I wasn't worried about that. So that meal number two went great. The, then the challenge was, for most people, that's the last meal of their day. Like, you know, they, they're not eating anything else or they're not having another big meal before they go to bed. But I choose to do the 12, five, uh, 12, 5 and 9.30. So... It's like, well, what do I do? I figured I'd still be there at 9.30. So what I ended up doing was I took another plate. There was lots of food left over. So I took another plate where essentially I almost repeated the same meal. It was the roast vegetables, the salad, but this time I swapped out the roast beef for the chicken. And with the roast chicken, I took the skin off because I didn't know what that was on the skin. So that sort of, again, sometimes it can be sugar and other junk on there that is just isn't conducive to a successful body so I took that off and then I had that at 9 30 so <laughs> I tried to sneak off into the kitchen and have it but everybody is some something happened somebody broke something so they had to turn the light on and there I am eating this plate they're like what are you doing you wacko and I'm like oh yeah, sorry I, I gotta eat I gotta eat this meal it's a long story anyhow so uh same thing with that one I know I had more chicken than I would normally have. I probably had about twice as much chicken as I would normally have. But again, not nothing, uh, nothing problematic. And as I said, I'm not concerned about it because I know on my own when I'm at home, I weigh everything. Like I, I don't mess around with that. Precision is important. I know a lot of people will say, eh, you know what, close enough is, is close enough. It's like, no, it's not. not. Not when you struggle with your body. If you are having a hard time... Um, you know, getting yourself to a point in a right-sized body. No, close enough is not close enough. You've got to be precise. And so I take great pride in that. And if, if, if for 
two meals. I was not quite as precise as I needed to be, but for the next 20 meals I am, that's okay. That's a trade-off I'm willing to take. So uh, yeah, and then the other, the only other challenge that I had was a birthday party. So there were sweets coming out of the wazoo, my wazoo, someone's wazoo. There were treats everywhere. There were six pies. There was blueberry pie, yum, uh, apple pie, lemon meringue pie. There was uh, fudge brownies. There was birthday cake. Like there were sweets everywhere. And I had nothing. And one of the great things about this journey now, and this, to be honest, I didn't think that this would be a day that would ever, like something I would say. I didn't even think about it. Didn't look at it. Didn't. It used to be when I first started this, I would stand in front of Pi and go, hi, friend, how are you? I would really like to have you, but I can't. And there'd be a whole process, a morning process that would go on. I didn't even look at it. In fact, I helped, you know, they said there was like all these half-eaten pies I helped clean stuff up. Not even, like nothing at all. Not a problem at all. So I ended up having my last meal at 9.30 and I did exactly what I wanted to do. The other thing I think I told you about, alcohol, uh, lots of free drinks. I had none. And again, um, I, I'm, still, I'm still debating about alcohol, where that fits in in my life. So I, I only have the odd drink as it stands anyhow. So it's really not I'm actually leaning towards taking it out for good anyhow because if you're only going to have – first of all, nothing ever good comes from alcohol. I've yet to hear a success story where someone says, yeah, I was really struggling with my life and, and then I started drinking and, and now I'm hugely successful. I'm really happy. My marriage is great. Like Nothing good ever happens from alcohol. Nothing ever says, you know, my life was going bad, then I had alcohol and boom, magic happened. So um, – and again, if I, if you're only going to have one, like then why like why are you having any? Like what's that? What's the reasoning? Does like the logic doesn't make any sense? So I do anticipate seeing myself moving to uh, not having alcohol in my you know ever kind of thing. But again, it's still kind of a weird thing. I'm I'm it's not one of my vital behaviors because it isn't something I have very often anyhow. But uh, but I do see myself that that's where I'm going. So that's it. That is. Uh, that's how I went. But as I said, this was, this was deliberate discipline. Five steps to my willpower program. I followed them all. And extracting the wisdom, so that's the final step. So I, I hit all 10 vital behaviors. So my score for today was 10 out of 10. The goal is always perfection. It is easier to strive for perfection than it is 80-20. Again, that'll come in another podcast. Um, but again, even with successes, it's like, so what's, you know, what's the wisdom that I pull out of this. And, you, you know, we always sort of think, well, it has to be, you know, you only extract wisdom with the failures. You, you've got to be looking at the successes too. You've got to be looking for the patterns of like, wow, this is happening, that's happening. I said, for me, there's a couple things. I think number one, um, the sugar thing, not an issue at all. Again, I'm not going to get overconfident with that, but didn't think about it at all. That's a huge, like that really, it tells me now where I am on this journey and how far that I've evolved and the fact that I've given my so much time now for my brain to literally heal itself that it isn't, it, it's not something I have to be overly concerned about with anymore. Um, and the other thing was, again, just knowing, doing the work 
ahead of time of like, I'd been thinking about this for a couple of days in terms of how I was going to navigate the fact that like, again, like I'm not going to be home for my first meal. What am I going to do? Prepare that in advance, put it into a Tupperware container, bring that with me. Um, again, and the second and third, I wanted to, I said, this is very much a creative act. This is also another podcast, but this is very much a creative act. And, you know, how would I navigate an unknown situation where I'd have to look and see I've got all these choices, what fits in my templates the way I eat. So, oh, and the third thing was um, I actually forgot to eat my apple. And again, that was (laughs) simply because my bag was in the van, which was probably about half a mile away. I just didn't feel it. It wasn't half a mile, but it was probably a five-minute walk to get to it, and I just didn't feel like going to get it. So, um, but that's okay. Again, that's not um, that's not a terrible thing. So, all in all, it went great. Um, it's called deliberate discipline. There's a five-step plan to that. When you know how to use that, it, it there's no shortage to habits and behaviors that you can develop. I said I'm talking about this in in, in reference to a successful body. The same thing works if you're looking to have, like if you're looking to be more present with people in your life. Like if you want to stop being on your phone all the time and actually start being present with your kids or your spouse or your partner or whoever it happens to be. Like this applies to anything, but there's a process to it. We don't just show up and cross our fingers and say, oh man, I hope magic happens today. You make magic happen. And I'm going to end on that note, my friends, because I need to get to bed. I'm a tired little boy. I'm a tired old man. So um, here's to you making magic happen in your life. And stay tuned. As I said, I'm going to be doing a soft launch with my email list to open up the new and improved Willpower course, which also has a new name. Stay tuned for that. Um, But we'll talk soon. I hope you have a great rest of today. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll talk soon. Ciao.